Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. I'm Pastor Tuck, and welcome to the Word at My Church. If this is your first time joining us, we want you to know you're in exactly the right place. You're exactly where God wants you to be. So I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with at least three people, because as believers, we have a mandate to spread the gospel of Christ all over the world. We are a teaching ministry with a mission to help people get better by teaching them how the word works. So go ahead and get your Bible, your notebook, your pen, your highlighter, and let's get ready to dig into God's word. But before we do, let's begin with our Bible confession. So go ahead and grab your Bible in your hand and let's repeat after me. This is my Bible. I believe every word. I am who it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do by hearing its word and applying it by faith. It'll change my life. So I declare right now from this day forward that my life will never, ever, ever be the same again. And neither shall the life of anyone with whom I share this word. So I declare I'm going to share this word with someone so that their life may be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Precious God, Lord, we thank you today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the moments of preaching. Father, I thank you, Lord, for every opportunity. Father God, Lord, to come before your throne of grace. Father, I ask you, Lord, that you would move me aside. Take my place. Speak to your people. Father God, I want you to say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. Have your way, Lord, like never before. Father, Lord, this is your opportunity. Father God, Lord, this is your platform. Lord, these are your people, and I am just your tool. Father God, Lord, so I ask you now, Father God, Lord, that you would speak. Father God, Lord, that you would pour out from heaven a download, Father God, Lord, of insight, foresight, and revelation. Father God, that which would make us better. Father God, make us better, Father God, Lord, Agents, Lord, of changing the earth. Father God, Lord, that would equip us. Father God, Lord, that we may have the impact, Lord, the influence. Father God, that you desire us to in this time, this season. Father God, Lord, for such a time as this, you have called us in the earth. Father God, Lord, you are preparing us. Father God, Lord, for your return. As, Lord, we are, Lord, preparing the earth. Lord, that it would be better, Lord, that it would be, Lord, receptive, Father God, Lord, to receive you. Father God, Lord, so we declare, Lord, that everything, Father God, Lord, all of the things, Lord, that we receive, Father God, Lord, will continue, Lord, to make us better able, Father God, for the assignment. Father God, Lord, we know, Lord, that your word says anytime we can hear, see, and understand, we can be converted into that which we see, hear, and understand. So, Lord, we bind every contrary spirit, every demonic force, anything, Lord, that would attempt to hinder our understanding today, Lord, clear our hearts and our minds, Lord, that we may receive your unadulterated word of God. And I thank you, Lord, today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Now, if you've been with us, then you know that 2023 is a year where God said he's going to restore the church to a place of greater influence and impact. But I told you, one thing that is essential to the restorative or restoration process is that we must have some concept of the original condition or state of that which is being restored. And that's why on last time we talked about our former glory, because if we're going to be restored to our original condition, we must understand what that is. And the Bible says we were created in the image and likeness of God. In other words, we were made to look like him and operate like him. And that's why Paul tells us as dear children, we should imitate our father. But the problem is the majority of us in the body of Christ don't really believe we have the ability to do so. Uh, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, the prophet Isaiah said, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders. As a matter of fact, Jesus himself said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do. But if you were to ask the majority of believers, if they were capable of signs, miracles and wonders, they would probably look at you funny. 
because it's what you think and believe at your core. Whether you believe you are who he said you are and that you can do what he said you can do that will determine what you're capable of. Because the Bible says all things are possible to them that believe. But somewhere along the line, our software got corrupted and our thinking became skewed. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, open your Bibles with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. Isaiah, chapter 55. And when you get there, let's look at verse 8. Isaiah, chapter 55, beginning at verse 8. And here it reads, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, if we can't see ourselves the way God sees us, if we refuse to believe what he says about us, we will never be able to do what he says we can do. See, if we don't think the way he thinks, then we'll never operate the way he operates. And that's why the first step in the restorative process is restoring the mind. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, restoring the mind. Now, I told you the dictionary defines the word restore as to replace or to return a person or a thing to a former place or condition, to bring back or recover from lapse, degeneracy, or ruin to a former state, to renew or to reestablish. So turn over to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And look at verse 2. Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 2. Here it reads, Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after, adapted to its superficial customs. I'm reading the Amplified Version. In other words, we should no longer cling to this flesh-based mentality that we've acquired, that we've adopted from the world, which teaches us that our impact and influence, our abilities are determined by our talent, abilities, and resources. But instead, we should be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of our mind by its new ideals and its new attitude. The Passion Translation puts it this way, be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. In other words, we must allow the Holy Spirit to renew our minds, which which means restoring them to the original way of thinking that God designed us with. That spiritual way of thinking we had before we were corrupted by our flesh. So that you may prove for yourselves what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. See, as believers, we have the same assignment Jesus had, which is to destroy the works of the devil. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. But in order to be restored, to that place of greater influence and impact is going to require a total restoration of how we think. We're going to have to go back to that place of thinking where God originally programmed us. 
before it got corrupted by the world. Watch this. The Bible tells us that anyone who enters into the kingdom must enter as a child. The reason why he says that is because if you ever notice when you are dealing with very small children, their thought process is very different than dealing with adults. Uh, what do you mean, Pastor? See, there's certain things that children, very small children, have no concept of. They have no concept of fear. They have no concept of disbelief. See, the world taught us how to doubt. The world taught us how to fear. These are things we acquired from the flesh. The flesh corrupted our thinking. As a matter of fact, go over to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. See, because we need to understand that if we're going to be restored in our minds, we've got to understand what our mind originally was like. Ephesians chapter 4, look at verse 22. He says, strip yourselves of your former nature. Put off, discard your old, unrenewed self, which characterized your previous manner of life and becomes corrupt through lust and desires that spring from delusion. Oh, I need you to get that. See, the way we think in the flesh, this natural way of thinking is delusional. Yeah, somebody type in the comments, if you're not thinking the way God thinks or according to the word, you're delusional. Yeah, don't get mad. Pastor didn't call you delusional. The Bible did. And that's why he says you've got to strip yourself of your former nature. See, that's the nature you had before you became saved, before you became redeemed, before Jesus restored you, gave you the opportunity to be restored. See, because he recognized that you had become corrupted by the flesh. See, the corruption of the flesh causes you to become delusional. Watch this. I, I, I say this to people all the time. We've lived in this body so long, we've gone native. We've forgotten what it's like to live, breathe, move, and think in the spirit realm. So now we base all of our, 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 our reasoning, all of our reality, all of our perception based on the flesh realm. And that is delusional. But he tells you to strip yourself of that former nature. Put off, discard your old unrenewed self, which is characterized your previous manner of life. He says, that's what has caused your life to be like it was previously. That's what determined that life that you had prior to getting saved. That's how you got there. He said, because your mind was there. Because you, had, you were delusional. You had a delusional state of mind. It was corrupted through lusts and desires that came from that delusion. He said in verse 23, he said, and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude and put on the new nature, the regenerate self created in God's image, God-like in true righteousness and holiness. See, if we're really going to be restored, we've got to take on a God-like Mindset.
The Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ. See, God said, your thoughts are not my thoughts. That's why your ways are not my ways. He said, because you don't have a God-like mindset, you can't live God-like. But if we're going to be restored to our original way of thinking, we must constantly renew our mind with the word in order to realize who we really are and what we're capable of. Paul puts it this way in the Corinthian letter. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God. In other words, now all things are God-like. Oh, you better see it. He says, see, when we become in Christ, when we step into Christ, we're supposed to become new creations. He says, and we're supposed to throw away everything that we had before. All of that stuff is supposed to die with the flesh, man, including that flesh-based mentality that was corrupted by the flesh. And now everything is supposed to be new. We're supposed to have been restored to that new mind that we had when we were first created in the spirit. And now everything is supposed to be godlike. See, because as believers, we must be able to identify the mentalities that we have that did not come from the factory. Somebody type in the comments, fear is not standard issue. Doubt is not standard issue. Negativity is not standard issue. Now, I know some of you are thinking, well, pastor, what's the big deal? You're talking about thoughts. Well, go over to Proverbs chapter four. Proverbs chapter four. I know some of y'all thinking like Iverson, thoughts, thoughts. We talking about thoughts. Yeah, we talking about thoughts. Proverbs chapter four, look at verse 23. I'm reading this from the easy reading version. He says, above all, be careful what you think because your thoughts control your life. Whoa. What did you just say, pastor? Yeah. We're talking about thoughts. Above all, be careful what you think because your thoughts control your life. In other words, what you think in here will eventually show up out here. My former pastor used to say it this way. If I can change how you think, I can change how you live. And once I submitted my mind to the word, my life has never been the same. Oh, can I help you see it? We went out to dinner the other day with some friends. And we were just sitting there talking, you know, they were asking, you know, we were just having a conversation, catching up with them. And they, we were talking about ministry and some things. And, uh, and, and, and the husband, he was asking, he said, uh, he said, you don't work anymore, do you? And I said, I haven't worked a job since 2004. And he kind of looked at me kind of puzzled. Now, I need you to pay attention because I'm not telling anybody to quit their job. All I ever tell anybody to do is you obey God, do what he tells you to do. But I need you to understand this. See, what happened was I submitted my mind to the word of God. And what God did was he restored my thinking to the place of understanding that my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory and not according to a job. Oh, you better hear me. See, God taught me that a job is a resource, but he is my source. And since the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, and all they that dwell in it, 
the silver is his, the gold is his. God says he has a plethora of resources. So God says, I can supply your need any way I choose. So for you, it might be your job, but God said, I don't have to use a job to supply for you. God said, all you've got to do is recognize that I'm the source and I can use any resource I want. See, and once I restored my thinking, once I restored my mind to the original state, that God was my source. Once I submitted my mind to the word of God, my life has never been the same because I have not lacked anything. Oh, I know somebody said, Pastor, you just putting too much. No, I'm telling you. And I live a blessed life. Why? Because God said I was blessed. But let me show you why the way you think is so important to God. Go over to Colossians chapter one. Colossians chapter one. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody today because it's important that we understand why this is so important to God. Why is God so concerned about the way you think? Look at verse 21. Colossians 1, look at verse 21. Here it says, at one time, you were separated from God. You were his enemies in your mind. Because the evil you did was against him. Here, Paul makes it clear because we thought we were the enemies of God. We believed that he had an issue with us. We separated ourselves from him. But if you recall in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned, God didn't come to punish them or to hurt them. As a matter of fact, he didn't never brought it up. He just came to spend time with his kids, but they were hiding from him because they believed the adversary and in their minds, they had become his enemies. But you see, sin was not a problem for God. It was a problem for us because it affected our thinking. It separated us from him. Look at verse 22. It says, but now he has made you his friends again. He did this by the death Christ suffered while he was in his body. He did so, so that you could, he could present you to himself as people who are holy, blameless, and without anything that would make you guilty before him. See, Jesus gave up his life in order to restore our minds and correct our thinking. And that's why your thought life is so important to God. See, if Jesus was willing to give up his life in order to restore our minds and correct our thinking, it has to be important to God what you think. Because how we see ourselves in relationship to God will determine our ability to fulfill our assignment. It will affect our ability to impact and influence others for Christ. What do you mean, Pastor? Go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Oh, I don't plan on keeping you alone today. But I'm telling you, you've got to get this in your spirit. You've got to recognize how important the way you think is. Because if we're going to be restored to that place where we have the kind of influence and impact in the earth that we're supposed to, your mind's got to be right. That's the first step of getting there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, look at verse 18. He says, all this done 
by God through Christ changed us from enemies into his friends and gave us the task of making others his friends also. Our message is that God was making all mankind his friends through Christ. God did not keep an account of their sins and he has given us the message which tells how he makes them his friends. Here we are then speaking for Christ as though God himself were making his appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, let God change you from enemies into his friends. I'm sorry, that, that was today's English version I was reading. But that's why what you think is very important. Because you will never convince anyone else of what God has done and how he feels about them if you don't believe what he said about you. Okay, pastor, but where do we begin? How do I restore my mind? Well, the first thing we must do is get rid of any mindset that did not originate in the word. Go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And when you get there, look at verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Beginning at verse 4. And here it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. See, strongholds are the thoughts we hold on to that keep us in bondage. But here Paul tells us that we must cast down every thought that is contrary to what God said about us. Watch this. The reason why so many of us have trouble receiving what God says is because as soon as we face opposition, the moment something happens that contradicts what God has said about us, we accept it. God said he's going to get you out of debt. And all of a sudden, you have a financial difficulty show up. And you're like, oh, man, see, I'm always being dead. And you start speaking against it because you just accepted the thought. Remember, Jesus said, take no thought saying. So you start saying the very thought that the enemy brought to your mind. But you've got to cast down every thought that is contrary to what God said about you. See that you've had a strong hold on that. You've had a tight grip on those thoughts. You've continued to hold on to thoughts that have kept you exactly where you are. Because those thoughts control what you say and what you say controls what you see. See, but the moment something happens that contradicts what God says, we accept it and we begin to shift our thinking. And that's why we've got to get rid of every mentality that is not of God. So that we obey him even in our thinking. See, we must be willing to surrender any opinion, any position, and any behavior that is contrary to the word of God and embrace what God said about us. As a matter of fact, go to Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. 
Oh, I pray I'm blessing you today. Jeremiah chapter 29. Look at verse 11. Here he says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Somebody type in the comments. I'm important to God. Somebody else type in the comments. He's thinking about me. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 8, we see David as he beholds the wonders of God's creation. And he says, look at the splendor of your skies, your creative genius glowing in the heavens. When I gaze at your moon and your stars mounted like jewels in their settings, I know you are the fascinating artist who fashioned it all. But as he's admiring the perfection of God's work, he suddenly becomes aware of his position in the grand scheme of things. He says, but when I look up and see such wonder and workmanship above, I have to ask you this question. Compared to all this cosmic glory, why would you bother with puny mortal man or be infatuated with Adam's sons? Yet, what honor you have given to men created only a little lower than Elohim, the most high God, crowned like kings and queens with glory and magnificence. You have delegated them mastery over all you have made. In other words, when I look at everything else you created, I can't understand what makes me so special. But regardless, you chose to make me like you and gave me dominion so that I would have influence and impact over the works of your hands. Making everything subservient to my authority placing everything, the earth itself, under the feet of your image bearers. See, we've got to embrace what God thinks about us. He said, I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. See, God has expectations for us. And they are that everything would be subservient to our authority. And that he would place the earth itself under our feet. Because we are his image bearers. The problem is our thoughts are not his thoughts. And that's why we've got to restore our minds because God expects us to have impact and influence. But not only that, he has equipped us to do so. As a matter of fact, go to second Corinthians chapter nine, second Corinthians chapter nine, last scripture, second Corinthians chapter nine, and look at verse 8. I'm reading this from the Message Bible. Here he says, God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything. More than just ready to do what needs to be done. I need you to take that in. He said, God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything more than just ready to do what needs to be done. 
See, I told you God equipped the church, the ecclesia, those of us who have been called out to deal with anything on this planet. He said he has given us for signs and wonders and to supply all the needs of the world. And he has chosen us as believers to be a conduit. He said, I will bless you and you will be a blessing until all the nations of the earth are blessed. See, the blessings of the Lord contain unlimited blessings. And that covers anything and everything we could ever need or desire. Healing, deliverance, prosperity, provision, and peace. Whether that's in our health, our finances, our family, our businesses, our career, or our home. So we're supposed to have any and everything that the world will ever need because we have the blessing. But in order for us to have the kind of impact and influence that God intended, we've got to begin to see ourselves like he does. As his change agents in the earth. We've got to restore our minds. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're here for. To bring the kingdom of God here on earth. But we've got to restore our minds. We've got to see ourselves the way he does. Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So in order for us to operate like God, we've got to have a God-like mentality. He said, your thoughts are not my thoughts. That's why your ways are not my ways. But God's going to restore the church to a place of greater influence and impact. And the first step in that restoration process is restoring our mind to get us thinking like who he said we are. You've got to restore your mind. You've got to renew your mind with the word of God. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what your situation says. I don't care what your body says. I don't care what your finances say. I don't care what, what, what your situation and circumstances dictate. What did God say? God said, let God be true and every man a liar. Guess what? That includes me. See, even when my body's trying to tell me that it doesn't feel well, I say you're lying. Because God said you're healed. See, my bank account's trying to tell me that I'm broke. I'm like, you're lying. Because God says he became poor that I might become rich. I don't care what my credit report says. He said, oh, no man, nothing but a debt of love. So I don't care what the bills say on the table. I don't owe, man, I don't owe anybody anything. Because God said, I don't owe anybody anything but a debt of love. Somebody said, well, pastor, that's just crazy. No. That's called. The weapons of my warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. That's called Restoring my mind. I told you I had to submit my mind to the word of God. Because how I think. How I think. Controls my life. 
Remember, the psalmist declared, be careful what you think because your thoughts control your life. And as my former pastor used to say, if I can change how you think, I can change how you live. God bless you today. And if you're watching this message, you're like, man, I've been dealing with some stuff. Well, guess what? The stuff you're dealing with out here all originated in here. The battleground is in between your ears. And the enemy knows it. And that's why you've got to use the weapons of your warfare because they're mighty. You got to pull down those strongholds. You got to make every thought captive and make it obey the word of God. And you may be listening today, you're like, man, I, I don't know Jesus like that. Well, guess what? This is your lucky day because I can introduce you to him. The Bible tells me See, there was a time when I myself was separated from God and thought I was his enemy in my mind because of the evil things that I did against him. But by Jesus' death, he made me friend. He made me his friend. And he did it so that he could present himself, present me to himself holy. without anything that could make me guilty. And guess what? That's the same message that God has given me to give to you. As if God himself were speaking through me, pleading to you on Christ's behalf, let God change you from his enemy into his friend. All you got to do is believe in your heart that God loved you enough to give up his son to restore you into relationship and confess with your mouth that you want to make him your Lord and you can be saved. It's that simple. So if you desire that today, pray this prayer with me. Precious God, come into my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus died for me. And I want to accept him as my Lord and my Savior. I give him permission to make my every decision. Forgive me of my every sin. Be my father. Make me your child. Teach me how to live for you. If you've prayed that prayer, you're now part of the body of Christ, the family of believers, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. The next step in your journey is to find a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church. And we would love to have you a part of my church. All you have to do is go out to our website, www.lovemychurch.org. Click Contact Us, fill out a connection card, and let us know you received Christ today. And one of our ministers will follow up with you, give you some information about the next steps, how we can help you in your walk, how you can connect with us. We broadcast every Sunday morning at 1215, every Thursday evening at 730. On our website, you'll find information about our other ministries, our women's ministry called Women of Worth, our men's ministry called The Man Cave our marriage ministry called Marriage Seer Training. All that information is available. And we also have a Bible study that we do with our partners. And you can find information about all of that on our website. All you got to do, click contact us. Let us know you need some more information and somebody will get back with you and help you connect with us. Secondly, if you've been listening and you're like, man, this is a great ministry and I just want to help you all continue to do what God's called us to do. If you want to help support us financially, help us continue to do the mission that God's given us, then you can sow your tithe, your offering, your seed. 
Soul Financial Seed, you can use Cash App, dollar sign, My Church Lynchburg, PayPal.me forward slash My Church Lynchburg, or you can use the Givelify app. However you desire to give, just know that your gifts are going to help us continue to spread the gospel of Christ all over the world. That's our mandate, to make sure that the gospel is preached, to help others find their way into a right relationship with him, to help build others up, to teach them how this word works so that they can too walk in the life that God called them to live. Thirdly, if you've been listening to this word and you're just like, man, this word is powerful, do me a favor, share this word with someone you know who needs it. All of us know someone who needs the word of God. And we have a mandate to spread the gospel of Christ. So find at least three people. Like, share, tag. Send them a link on whatever platform you're watching. Send them a link to that platform. Tell them, hey, check this ministry out. This, this ministry is teaching the word. That's why I take you to so many scriptures because I don't want you to have my opinion. I want you to have God's word. And I want you to be able to go back and see it for yourself. To see this is what God has to say to me. And allow God to speak to your spirit so it can change your life. So share this word with someone else so it can change your life. But with all that being said, God bless you. I love you. Make sure you come back and watch with us again on next time. I'm Pastor Tuck. God bless you. Stay tuned for our announcements. And I'll see you again next time on The Word at My Church. God bless you. Pastor Stephanie for Women of Worth every first and third Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live. Join Pastor Tuck in the Man Cave every second and fourth Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live. Before the pandemic, our relationship was already in trouble. It's like we argue about everything. I mean, he comes home and he sits in the driveway, in the car, instead of coming into the house with me and his son. See, she doesn't trust me. And she talks about me to her girlfriends. Like she speaks so loudly like she wants me to hear. What am I supposed to do with that? Why do you have to get out of the bed at 11.20 at night to return a text? You see? She doesn't even know how to talk to me. And he refuses to talk to me. Like the first couple weeks of quarantine, together in the house all day and all night, just confirmed it's me. I can't do this anymore. You know what? I'm done. I think I'm done. Maybe we need to get some help. I think we need to talk to somebody. 
Marriages are under attack, and if you or someone you know needs help, then join Pastors Lewis and Stephanie Tucker for My Church Marriage Seer Training. Every fifth Thursday at 7.30 p.m., Pastors Lewis and Stephanie Tucker have designed a course to help your marriage to not just survive, but to thrive. Get the tools necessary for a successful biblical marriage. You can enjoy this course live on Roku, Fire Stick, and Apple TV via the BoxCast channel or on Facebook and YouTube Live. Just search My Church Lynchburg. Why not make an investment into your marriage that will impact generations? My Church Lynchburg Marriage Seer Training every fifth Thursday at 7.30 p.m. You can now watch the My Church broadcast on your Roku, and Amazon Fire TV, and Apple TV. Simply download the BoxCast channel and look for the My Church icon. Or catch the word on the go with the word at My Church Podcast. Now available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music. Tune in iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher podcast platforms. Just search for My Church Lynchburg. Now there's no excuse to go without the word. And for those of you with Alexa-enabled devices, simply enable the My Church Lynchburg skill in the Alexa app. Then say, Alexa, open My Church Lynchburg and sit back and enjoy the word.